Hi, welcome to the Politically Slanted Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Kelly. And you've come to the right place for all things politics, pop culture, and what's making news this week. Kelly here. Welcome back to the Politically Slanted Podcast. Ah, well, night two of round two in the Democratic primary presidential debate is in the books. I unfortunately did not see most of it, or maybe fortunate for me, because I had to work till 9 o'clock last night, so I missed about an hour and a half of riveting discussion and attacks on Joe Biden. But by the time I did make it home, I saw the rest of it, caught a few clips, and just kind of wanted to talk about how insulted I was that the Democrats seem to think that me, as a woman, needs a handout. So based on the recaps that I've read about the debate last night, they didn't really delve into too many women's issues, but that pesky equal pay raised its ugly head again, and I do not know why a moderator will not ask these people why a woman's choice in career, the time she takes off to have a child and raise a family, and the type of degree that she gets do not play into this bogus figure that women get paid 80 cents less on the dollar than men. No one ever goes there. No one asks that question. They don't even act like it matters. They just compare apples to oranges in these situations and they think that a woman working as a secretary should make the same salary as a man working as a doctor and for some reason andrew yang mr businessman entrepreneur like the guy because he doesn't wear a tie doesn't seem nearly as stuffy as the others he wants to give women a thousand dollars every month to help them get a leg up Take a listen to this. In order to give women a leg up, what we have to do is we have to think about women in every situation, including the ones who are in exploitative and abusive jobs and relationships around the country. I'm talking about the waitress who's getting harassed by her boss at the diner who might have a business idea, but right now is stuck where she is. What we have to do is we have to give women the economic freedom to be able to improve their own situations and start businesses. And the best way to do this is by putting a dividend of $1,000 a month into their hands. It would be a game changer for women around the country because we know that women do more of the unrecognized and uncompensated work in our society. It will not change unless we change it. And I say that's just what we do. Okay, so basically you're saying that I can't do it on my own? That you need to give me money? That I can't go out there and kill it myself? I need help from you, a man. So thank you so much, Andrew Yang. Now I'm betting that most women would be smart with the money, but you know, you're going to have probably half the population, just like other people, when you give them a handout, they're not going to use that money for what you want them to. They're going to go out, they're going to blow it on a lottery ticket. They're going to buy cigarettes. Heck, they might even go out and buy a $500 pair of Jimmy Choo's. This is just so stupid. I mean, women are smart. There are so many women out there 
that are running successful businesses and they don't need any help. They did it on their own. Sure, they probably have a supportive partner helping them, but I just think this is so ridiculous and it's insulting that Andrew Yang seems to think that we as women can't do it on our own and we need some sort of government handout to be our sugar daddy and just prompt us along. So Kamala Harris jumped in at this point and she wanted to talk about her Equal Pay Act and how it would actually force companies to post their salaries online so we can really see that women are being discriminated against. And then she's going to fine them if they're not paying us the same. So listen to this. I'm done with the conversation. So yes, I am proposing in order to deal with this, one, I'm going to require corporations to post on their website whether they are paying women equally for equal work. Two, they will be fined for every 1% differential between what they are paying men and women. They will be fined 1% of their previous year's profits. That'll get everybody's attention. Thank you, Senator. Senator, time for action. Really? That'll get everybody excited about paying us equal. Uh, why? And also, why don't they ask them, if women are really being paid less, wouldn't all these companies just hire a whole bunch of women? I just wish that they would follow up on some of these things. And no one ever does, because the media is trying to get you to buy into this this percentage that women don't earn as much as men. And honestly, it's just not true. So Harris went on um, another network's TV show later tonight to kind of clarify some of her remarks. And she says that women aren't being valued in society. So take a listen to this. So no thanks, Kamala Harris, and no thanks, Andrew Yang. I can do it myself. I did it myself. I went to school. I worked three jobs during my undergrad to be able to pay my own bills, pay my own rent. I worked full-time after I got my journalism degree, paid off my student debt, went to grad school, worked all through grad school, at one point, I was working full-time to be able to pay my rent. I didn't take any handouts from the government, and I did it on my own. It's just so insulting that they think that me as a woman and all these other women out here that are hustling, that they just they can't do it, that their value is somehow found in the government helping them. So neither one of them get my vote, and I really wish they would actually talk to me about issues that matter to me, like the economy, immigration, foreign policy, and I feel like they try to make women's issues something that is completely separate from everything else, when 
everything out there is a woman's issue because everything that goes on in this world and this country affects everybody, including women. So that's my take on that very small part of the debate. And Adam will be back with you to wrap up the rest of the night. He actually got to watch the whole thing, so he has some insight on some of the other topics and who was a clear winner, who were the clear losers, and yeah, so that'll be coming up here in a few minutes. All right, everybody, this is Adam with you. Um, just wanted to take a couple couple seconds here, a couple minutes, and just kind of break down the uh, night two of the uh, second debate, Democratic presidential debate, in uh, Detroit. Now, um, night two, we saw, uh, again, in a, a 10 candidate, um, uh, second half of the 10 candidates, uh, we saw former Price President Joe Biden, um, Kamala Harris, uh, Kristen Gillibrand, Tulsi Gabbard, de Blasio, Bennett, Booker, Ansley, and Yang and Castro. Now, what was really interesting, uh, I guess from the get-go, was uh, the first debate, or I, I'm sorry, the, the second debate essentially started off almost a carbon copy of the first debate. And what I mean by that is, uh, in the first debate, they uh, the candidates used their opening statements as a, basically attack lines on the the front runners. And again, we saw that um, from the very from the the get-go from. Uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, um, he used his opening statement to go after uh, Biden. Um, why a guy who's polling at 0% is um, hitting a front runner? I'm not really sure. Uh, it's, it's a desperate play, but I guess he, he feels like he has to do it to actually get some polling numbers. And so therefore, he, he went after Biden. Um, I, I don't know that it was effective or not. I don't think it will. I don't think it is, and I don't. I don't think the polling will show that. But again, he he went after Biden, um, and then again, another thing that I noticed from these uh, these opening remarks uh, from each and every candidate was they were so poorly delivered, and the opening an opening statement and a closing statement are the ones that are usually memorized because they're not. They know they're not going to be interrupted by anybody. Um, and so generally they're memorized, they're, uh, they're, I guess you want to say, um, almost acted out, um, beforehand and man, th these things would, would, would have put you to sleep. And I, I got to tell you what, they were some of the, the most boring and worst, uh, opening statements and closing statements for that matter that I, that I had ever heard. But, uh, anyway, moving on, uh. Again, the first, the second debate began essentially the same way that the uh, the first debate began. Um, they started off with uh, first healthcare was the big thing that they spent again maybe twenty minutes on. Um, Biden and uh, Kamala Harris again they went after one another. CNN essentially uh, uh, pitted again one of them. They were, they were it seemed like they were looking for a fight between Biden and Harris. And for the most part, they got what they wanted um, with a uh, with Biden going back on uh, Harris saying, hey, she wants to get rid of all private insurance, saying that um, this is going to cost us thirty two trillion dollars, saying that, well, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it this way. And then come out with a plan that essentially says, no, 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 we, we want it the other way than what we were saying a couple weeks ago. And Biden, I mean, to his credit, was calling her out on that um, instead of 
staying back on his heels like his the the last debate where he just kind of let Harris control the game. He no, he he took it to her, and um, I, I guess that he has to get credit for that. Um, I, I think definitely on that issue, Biden seemed to win it. Um, although although he was uh, receiving some attacks from others, um, Harris included, and basically he was he was forced into. Um, I mean, being in his uh, administration, he w- he was forced to uh, um, defend Obamacare, which Obama or Biden said. You know, he was asked point blank, "What what is your plan?" Well, it, it's Obamacare plus we want to do this, plus we want to do that. We want to add and put back all the things that Trump is is uh, taking taking away from it. Which you know, if we if we work with Obamacare, according to Biden, that's the best route to go. Um, and I, I, I don't know that anybody could really argue against that as far as the, the people up st- on stage because, like I said, most of them voted for it. Um, let's remember that that thing passed with uh, all Democratic support. Um, and I, I, I don't – I mean, like I said, Biden, he used Obama um, essentially as a crutch there. And, he again, he used Biden – or, I'm sorry, Obama um, several times throughout the debate – but um, I, again, healthcare was the, the the big topic that seemed to be uh, seemed to get everybody going, um, and Biden, I believe, won that round. Um, the next question was uh, on the topic of immigration. Um, of course, Trump was this big bad guy. He was the, the one that's ripping parent or ripping families apart. He's caging children, according to the Democrats, and oh, oh Trump is. Um, Letting children die on his watch—they're dying in his custody. That was the uh, the message that we were getting from people like um, Castro, um, Harris, uh, even um, Gillibrand when she was uh, giving her time to speak. But um, again, as much as Obama—or I'm sorry—as much as Biden won that round, won um, healthcare, I believe he lost the immigration round because again, they went after him hard here, Harris included. The, uh, they went after him. Um, they said, well, uh, is, uh, I mean, a, a essentially going after Biden, they were going after Obama. Because let's remember, Obama was uh, big on these des- deportations as well. And he was point blank asked, will you go back to the uh, Obama way of deporting all these people? Um, it, like something like 800,000. It was it was so much more than basically double uh, Trump's amount in his first two years. And um, again, Biden was back on his heels. He had to fight back. He had to respond. Um, I, I don't think he was nearly as strong uh, in this round, but uh, I, I think here um, Harris really took it to him and um, kind of she she basically won that round um, easily, I believe. Now moving on, um, they, they talked about uh, some other issues. Of course, um, uh, again, immigration was the, the big one after that. Um, Let's see here. Um, oh, criminal justice reform was a uh, another thing that seemed to come up. Um, again, Biden was the uh, kind of the the guy, the big boogeyman on this one, where you had Booker that was really hitting Biden hard. Um, you know, saying, "Hey, you know." You uh, you voted for this 1994 crime bill. You put all these people in jail for you know drugs and marijuana and I mean basically all these n- nonviolent offenders saying hey that you you affected pointing his finger in his eye basically saying hey you affected people in my my community 
you know, how are you going to answer for this? Now, now you, uh, you're the guy who was the pushing this in '93, uh, '94. Now all of a sudden, no, 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 you're you're against it. Um, whoa, 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 what's the deal here? And uh, so I, I, I don't know that Biden really had much of an answer. Um, he said, you know, wait, 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 you know, I uh, did this. I, I had a, a different point of view. I've changed my mind on this. Twenty-five years, twenty, you know, two decades or and a half later. Um, is that an effective answer? Um, yeah, I think people change their minds. Um, but again, it, it plays into this fact of this flip-flopping um, that, you know, I, I was for it before I was actually against it um, kind of uh, idea. But um, I think the, uh, and come to find out, this was the uh, the most tweeted about moment of the debate was a uh, when Biden was trying to um, answer um, Booker's attacks. Booker had a uh, pretty, and it was obviously a uh, planned um, planned retort. And but it, it was it was a pretty good one. And um, again, this was the most tweeted uh, about moment of the the debate with uh, a Biden or I'm sorry Booker's response to uh, Biden. back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response. As the elected attorney general of California, I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people, which became a national model for the work that needs to be done. And I am proud of that work. And I am proud of making a decision to not just give fancy speeches or be in a legislative body and give speeches on the floor, but actually doing the work of being in the position to use the power that I had to reform a system that is badly in need of reform. That is why we created initiatives that were about re-entering former offenders and getting them counseling. It is and because I know that criminal justice Thank system you, is Senator. so broken, that I am an advocate for what Thank we you, need Senator. to do to not your, only your decriminalize but legalize marijuana in the United States. I want to I bring uh, Congresswoman uh, Gabbard back in. Your response. The bottom line is, Senator Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, you did not. And worse yet, in the case of those who are on death row, innocent people, you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. There is no excuse for that. And the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, oh, you owe them an apology. Senator Harris. 
My entire career, I have been opposed, personally opposed to the death penalty, and that has never changed. And I dare anybody who is in a position to make that decision, to face the people I have faced, to say, I will not seek the death penalty. That is my background. That is my work. I am proud of it. I think you can judge people by when they are under fire, and it's not about some fancy opinion on a stage, but when they're in the position to actually make a decision, what do they do? When I was in the position of having to decide whether or not to seek a death penalty on cases I prosecuted, I made a very difficult decision that was not popular to not seek the death penalty. History shows that, and I am proud of those decisions. So that was uh, Tulsi and uh, Kamala Harris going back and forth for a couple minutes there. Um, Again, that was the, in my opinion, the highlight of the night um, where Tulsi's uh, attack on Harris came essentially out of nowhere. Nobody was seeing it. Nobody saw it. And Harris really caught, was caught flat-footed and really didn't have much of a response to uh, Gabbard's uh, uh, attack. Um, and then moving on... Uh, Climate change again came up. Um, Jay Inslee, of course, this is the only thing this guy's running on. Um, the governor of Washington, he, uh, I mean, it was his time to shine, and and shine he did. That was his uh, his base, basically his best and only moment of the debate. Um, he he gave a solid answer. I mean, everybody was you know gave their two cents on it, but uh, again, Inslee was the this was his moment, and uh, I believe that he he really owned this uh, this topic. Now. Um, just wrapping up here, just wanted to go ahead and uh, talk about the winners and losers of uh, last night's debate. Um, the winners, uh, I, I believe, and this may surprise some people, I believe um, your winners were uh, uh, Yang. Um, I, I don't think, I, again, he, he's not one of these top-tier candidates, but I don't believe that he actually hurt himself. Yeah, he's the guy that wants to give everybody $1,000 a month. How are you going to do that? Who knows? Um, but uh, I, I think that he didn't hurt himself. Um, he, he only helped himself last night. And with, with somebody that, that you don't expect a whole lot from, um, as long as they don't come out and make themselves look like a complete and total idiot, um, it's kind of hard to lose one of these debates. But I think that he really uh, shined bright, and I think he was one of the winners. Um, another, again, another one that was uh, kind of surprised me as well was um, – um, watching the Washington governor, Jay Inslee, uh, again, this guy's sole reason for running is climate change, but he, again, he gave a solid answer on climate change and he gave, um, you know, some very pointed remarks, uh, throughout the debate. Um, he, he didn't do much attacking. Nobody really attacked him again, because he's not one of those that people are really expecting a whole lot from. And I, I think from that point, you know, he, he's working with these low expectations and I think that he came out swinging. Um, he, he did, fairly well, much better than the first debate. Um, so I think that he was uh, definitely one of the winners. Um, Biden. Um, yeah, he, he had his some, he had his what, weak points here and there, um, especially going back and forth with, uh, with Harris. And, you know, it's basically all the, everybody else was up there, you know, threw him some punches, which he's got to be expecting being the front runner. Um, and I think that he was much, much better prepared. He, he knew what was coming. And I think that, uh, his campaign and and him were uh, handled the uh, you know the attacks much better, um, especially when uh, I, again because they went back to this busing issue and um, Harris tried this attack with uh, you know Biden's this racist kind of 
kind of uh, line. But again, Biden um, was prepared for it. He knew it was coming. He answered it. Um, so I, I think that he was the uh, one of the few winners last night. But again, the biggest winner last night, and again, she was the, the first debate, um, Tulsi Gabbard. Um, she came off as uh, decisive. Uh, she had, you know, decisive. She uh, she went, went. She took her uh, um, her attacks well. She had the the moment of the night again with uh, Kamala Harris, uh, and uh, I just think she she's done fairly well for somebody that uh, again we don't expect much from. She's not getting a whole lot of attention, so therefore she's kind of under the radar, and people aren't really going after her. So therefore she can, you know turn out these kind of performances which you know she again she's working with these low expectations we don't have you know she's she's not one that the media is really paying attention to other than when she's really on this stage she's not getting a whole lot of uh, attention um so i i think that she was definitely uh the big winner last night and i i think uh, it was google that uh, came out today and saying that gabbard again like she was last time was the uh the most searched um, presidential candidate um, last night after the debate. Whether this translates into support votes, uh, who knows? Um, I, I I do think that we will see a rise in her support. Um, if uh, I mean, because at some point this has got to translate into uh, to votes, into uh, to poll numbers, into to donors, something. Because um, she's running out of time. She's I know that. The next debate in September, the the DNC is uh, I'm not sure what the the number is, but they're raising the, the the number of donors and the number of support in the polls before you're able to get on stage in the uh, the third debate because the, the DNC has really got to cut this down. Two th- ten people on a stage at one time is way too many. Um, it's getting ridiculous. You, you got to cut this down. Yeah, I know it's. It's August, or it was July when they debated. But I mean, come on, you, you, this this is twenty people running for the the office when only four or five of them actually have a legit legitimate shot of uh, actually winning the nomination. Um, you're going to have to start raising the uh, the standards here. And I think that um, September, I think we'll see a lot between now and September. I think we'll see several of them drop out. Um, and let, let's hopefully uh, let's hope that that happens. That's a case. Now. Our losers, um, again, I, I think uh, your two worst candidates running in this entire race, um, Kristen Gillibrand, um, the woman, uh, I, 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 she just dri- she absolutely drives me nuts. Um, she she has, I mean, throughout the the campaign, she's had so many cringe worthy moments that she's just trying entirely way too hard to fit in with the crowd, the younger crowd, and it, it just comes off as just cringeworthy, um, and she's had several of those, but that, that's just throughout the campaign. Um, I am specifically want to talk about last night. Um, she's a young mom, if you didn't know. Um, she, she talks about that every single time that she opens her mouth on a debate stage and even in her, uh, her ads that are floating around on Facebook and Twitter. Um, she's, I think she's, it seems like, to me, that she's trying the old Hillary Clinton vote for me, I'm a woman um, kind of thing. Um, she didn't really get a whole lot of time to speak last night because she's pulling on the low single digits. Um, and obviously, she's not a, at this point, she's not a real serious candidate. 
But again, she went after this, I'm a woman kind of thing. Um, vote for me. I'm a woman. I'm a fighter. I'm a, I've beaten Donald Trump, which I'm not sure what that has to, or what she's talking about there. Um, but I, she just drives, she absolutely drives me nuts. Uh, and she played this woman card last night. I don't think she did any herself any favors, but I guess time will tell if uh, she's able to get up to two or three percent. Now, um, another one was New York City Mayor Bill De Blasio. Come to think of it, what's going on in New York? We got Kristen Gillibrand, um, New York Senator, and then now New York City Mayor Bill De Blasio. Again, it's the, they are the absolutely the two worst candidates running in this race. And uh, De Blasio, again, the guy's polling last. I, I maybe a one percent, maybe. Um, and again, he he was attacking Biden. I I, I don't know why why this guy's even on the, the stage or how he made it on the stage. But um, the, the guy, he he was asked about uh, specifically last night. He was asked about um, all the Eric Gardner situation and um, what his. Uh, police department is doing about it, how he's handling it, what he's going to do. And he really didn't have an answer saying that basically we're looking into it. We're going to bring that family justice. And at one point he turned it around on Biden and said, well, what do you do? What, what, what did you do? Wait, 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 this happened in your city and you're asking somebody else what they did. Come on, man. Um, and, and he did this several times. He, he asked Biden straight up questions attacking this guy attacking him. Um, I mean, attacks and going after a candidate are, are fine, but dude, when, when you have less than 1% support, you need to get your name out there. I mean, your own city didn't even want you to run. Um, so I, I mean, he, and he spent when he, the little time that he was given to speak, he used it to attack candidates instead of saying, Hey, this is what I am. This is what I do. This is my record. Um, maybe he knows his record isn't all that great with his city didn't even want him to run for president. Um, uh, so I, I think that he was essentially, I mean, he was easily one of the biggest losers last night, but the biggest loser last night, um, the front runner, Kamala Harris, uh, again, the, she had her moments of course, uh, that she shined, but she had many, many more where she, uh, she just didn't look good. Um, she didn't have the answer. Um, and again, the, the moment of, the moments last night, I guess the top moment last night was with her exchange with uh, Kamala Harris, or I'm sorry, with um, Tulsi Gabbard. She didn't have an answer. She looked bad. And uh, you heard the applause. Uh, people heard it. She uh, she she didn't bring her A game last night. Yeah, she, she may have won a, a couple rounds here and there, but for the most part, I, I thought that she came off as weak. She came off as uh, not nearly as strong as uh, the first debate. Um, she tried the uh, old Biden is a is a racist uh, thing again last night to to not much effect, um, you know. So I think that that uh, Harris was easily the biggest loser last night. All right, well, um, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, uh, certainly appreciate you guys listening. Um, so uh, wherever you're listening, go ahead and uh, rate us, like us, subscribe. Uh, you know, we, we love talking about this, uh, you know, giving our opinions and uh, our takes on the current events. And uh, we, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, go ahead and tell us how, what you think, where we can improve. Um, and uh, go ahead and subscribe, like, and uh, just let us know what you think about us. All right. And you can also find us on uh, the social media sites. So, you know, you got your Facebook, your Twitters, um, Instagram. We're, we're, we're on all that stuff. So go ahead and give us a like and uh, 
you know, go ahead and check out politicallyslanted.com. We got some great stuff over there. Um, some uh, some videos, some, uh, you know, I mean, everything you're, you're going to find, you're going to find it over there. So go ahead and uh, check out politicallyslanted.com. Again, that's politicallyslanted.com. And uh, I'm going to wrap this up and we will talk to you guys later. See ya.